0: Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnard's On the NBA. I'm your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio.
1: Hey, it's me.
0: There it is him, uh, right there. Uh, we're uh, back again joining you this week uh, with a slightly new format. We're uh, going to be abandoning the uh, weekly recap format for the time being. I know uh, you were probably uh, crying about not getting an episode from us uh, over the weekend. We're, uh, we're sorry about that trying to uh, get back to our roots here. We uh, we began this podcast looking at uh, players who attended different colleges and uh, making teams of them. And we're, uh, we're back with a similar exercise this week. Mills, why don't you uh, let the audience know what they can expect from us here.
1: Yeah, so um, today we will be looking at the day that we're recording, March 17th, 2021. And we will be looking at every NBA player that's had a birthday on this day and making a team. There has been tw- 12 players born on March 17th and um, we made a team.
0: We did indeed. So uh, we're going to uh, let you know who we have in our uh, starting lineup of players born this day, March 17th, uh, who have uh, played in NBA history. So uh, without further ado, we uh, let, let's, let's get into it. We like to uh, set up these lineups, going through them, uh, starting at center, then power forward, small forward, shooting guard, and point guard. Mills, of the uh, NBA players who were born on uh, March 17th, who do you have at starting center?
1: Sam Bowie.
0: Wow. Sam Bowie. All right. Now, this is obviously a very weighty name in uh, NBA history, guy we haven't gotten to yet, a uh, player who played for Kentucky, a college we have not yet covered on our uh, college episodes. Obviously, Kentucky, a very intimidating number of NBA players yes. uh, attended there. But uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about Sam Bowie. This guy, uh, an NBA legend, but not necessarily for, uh, for the best of reasons.
1: Yeah, well, um, actually, just looking at the stats, I mean, he was he was solid actually in a, in his NBA career. I mean, averaging ten point nine points per game, but um, yeah, I mean, people don't think of him very good because, uh, yeah, I mean, he was picked before Jordan, but um, yeah, but I feel like um, there's some number two overall picks that have um that have been worse than him probably.
0: That's a great point. I mean, you know, if you look at the bright side, I mean, there have been worse players. I mean, Sam Bowie got, you know, 511 regular season games in in the league. As you mentioned, he was a competent player. I mean, you know, averaged uh, up near 11 points per game and, uh, you know, was a contributor, right? I mean, a seven foot one guy.
1: He averaged a double-double one year.
0: Yeah, so definitely, I mean, there were some some things to uh, recommend his game. I, I had him at center as well. I mean, played 10 years in the league. That's impressive stuff. Battled through some injury issues. But, yeah, I mean, you can't really talk about Sam Bowie without uh, noting where he uh, was selected in the draft. That 1984 draft, yeah, he was taking a pick before Michael Jordan. So uh, that, that that's that's going to stick with you uh, through the years, I would say. And, and the rest of that draft, I mean. He
1: was picking before Charles Barkley. Yeah. I'm pretty sure um... – John Stockton was in that draft, or was he? He was in the next
0: draft, I think. Yeah, John Stockton was in there, too, picked uh, at, at 16 oh, yeah. uh, in, that, in that same draft. I mean, the likes of, uh, you know, Kevin Willis and uh, Otis Othorpe, Thorpe. Yeah, Alan I mean, Robinson. Yeah, I mean, even, like, you know, the likes of uh, Sam Perkins. I mean, th- th- there, were, there were some terrific players uh, taken in that draft, uh, you know, behind, uh, player, behind Sam Bowie.
1: Yeah, and the only player that um, that wasn't taken behind Sam Bowie was uh, Akeem Olegman.
0: Yeah, so obviously, you know, the Rockets can't be too upset about that one. But uh, the Blue... They would
1: probably rather have...
0: Rather have Jordan. Yeah, I mean, that's fair to say. But, I mean, Hakeem, obviously, an all-time great in his own right. Um, yeah, Sam Bowie is, uh, you know, had a career that was uh, impacted by, by injuries, lower leg uh, or uh, lower body injuries, his legs and feet. But, uh, yeah, hung in there for a long time and has certainly had... Uh, you know, tough uh tough ride post uh, post career. I mean, always being reminded, I'm sure, of uh the man he was picked just in front of.
1: Yeah. Well um But he made it
0: as my center as well. I mean, I think clearly uh the best center who was born on March seventeenth.
1: Well yeah, um I uh so should be more powerful, do you think?
0: Yeah, let's do that. Let's uh, let's move on to uh, power forward. Should mention also that uh, Sambui. I mean, a fantastic collegian. I mean, you know, was taken number two overall out of Kentucky because of his fantastic college career. His number retired by Kentucky, so uh, definitely has uh, you know done some really impressive things in the game of basketball.
1: Yes. All right, but, let's move on to power. Forward. So, um, yeah, um, I think we both know each other's teams. You might have forgot mine, but um, I saw yours, and I, actually, we um have a different power forward. For my power forward, I have. Kyle
0: Corver. Kyle Corver. Okay. So, a guy who uh, has played some power forward in his career, uh, turns uh, 40 years old today. Sam Bowie, by the way, uh, turning 60 today. Uh, yeah. So, tell us a little bit about, about Kyle Corver. This guy is uh, still uh, on the fringes of the NBA right now. I mean, I think it's still uh, a possibility that he joins a team uh, down the stretch this season.
1: Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I had to squeeze him in there at power forward because I really wanted to get this guy Willie Somerset, and we'll talk about him later. But um, yeah, I just feel like um, yeah, I just feel like uh, I feel like he could work at um, a at power forward. I mean, he's played a little bit, be good shooting power forward
0: for sure. I mean, I think he lacks some size and probably uh, can't defend uh, power forwards, uh, you know, adequately to have him there for um, you know much time. But uh, certainly a guy you want to get on the court. I mean, uh, one of the great three-point shooters of all time. I mean, really, without any question.
1: Yeah, for sure. And um, went to Creighton, by the way.
0: Did go to Creighton. And, uh, I mean, I I think, you know, Kyle Korver uh, starting his career in uh, 2003. So he was still. Yeah, he's been in the
1: league a long time.
0: Been in the league a long time. And, uh, you know, the the type of player who, uh, yeah, I mean, just uh, his shooting has been undeniable throughout his career.
1: Yeah, he's played on the uh, Sixers, Hawks, Jazz, um, Bulls, Cavs, and Bucks.
0: Yeah, and has been you know the type of player who's uh, you know been a part of uh, you know playoff teams. I mean, you know, I- impressive uh, teams in that regard. Has played one hundred and forty-five career playoff games. Um, it, it's a lot of playoff games. I mean, teams that are you know know that they uh, have a future in the playoffs. I mean, they look to get a guy like Kyle Korver. I mean, you know, one of the most consistent uh, three point shooters of his generation and, and really of all time. I mean, as you mentioned, the teams that he played on uh, in his career, he played on almost all of them in the playoffs. I mean, uh, having featured with the uh, with, with the Sixers, Jazz, Bulls, Hawks, Cavaliers, and most recently the uh, the Bucks. But I mean, you know, you zoom out a little bit on Kyle Korver's career. I made mean, the All Star team one year. Pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, for for a guy who's, you know, pretty much a three-point shooter and that's it. But, I mean, good enough to uh, have, have uh, taken, you know, gotten that kind of attention. And then you look at where he falls on the, uh, the all-time leaderboards for uh, three-point shooting in particular, but just shooting in general. I mean, fourth all-time in threes. That's, that- that's makes. I mean...
1: Yeah,
0: that's pretty good. For the, I mean, I know they take a lot more threes now than they uh, did once upon a time. But, I mean, look at the threes he's taken per game through his career. I mean, not a guy who's gotten, like, a ton of minutes. I mean, he hasn't really gotten starter-level minutes throughout his career, averaging just over uh, 25 minutes per game.
1: He started a bit. Yeah, he's definitely
0: started some in his career. I mean, 423 career starts out of uh, 1,232 career regular season games. I mean, this guy, I mean, we've already mentioned it, but he's really played a lot of games.
1: And also in the playoffs, he's got another 100 there.
0: Yeah. Uh, exactly. And, and you know, we, we just mentioned that he's uh, fourth all-time in uh, three-point makes in the regular season. That's only on 4.6 uh, three-point field goals attempts per game for his career. I mean, it's not like he's, you know, up near nine or something like that where he's been, you know, popping at huge volume his entire career. No, he's been, you know, picking his spots. I mean, yeah, he's out there to shoot threes, so he's been doing that. But, I mean, he's been doing it at a really incredible level. I mean, you know, 10th all-time in three-point field goal percentage as well. I mean, he's shooting almost 43% in his career on a lot of attempts. So yeah. nothing to prove on the shooting front for uh, Kyle Korver. That's for sure. For
1: sure. And um, I know you had um, somebody else here at um, Power
0: Forward. I did. Just want to mention before we move on from uh, Kyle Korver, because he was my uh, my small forward, of course, on, on this team as well. 39th all-time in games. I mean, I, I know we keep getting back to the volume here, but it really is substantial, and you know, he might not be done yet.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so, uh, yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's he's had a phenomenal career. I mean, a guy who, as you mentioned, uh, went to Creighton, second-round pick, and uh, a great second-round pick. Yeah, for sure. All right, so I had Thomas Robinson here at the, uh, the Power Forward. No, I'm not comparing him to Kyle Korver. I mean, Kyle Korver, obviously, a far superior player, but a guy who's a better fit at, at Power Forward. For sure. Uh, 6'10", uh, 237, he's listed at uh, just 30 years old. So, uh, you know, I know we like to joke about this stuff, but I really could potentially – get back into the league. I know he's still playing uh, overseas. and uh, But but a guy who, you know, has, I mean, it must be said, had a pretty disappointing uh, NBA career after being taken fifth overall in the 2012 uh, NBA draft. Uh, he
1: did something, though. He did something.
0: All right. So, what, yeah, well, I mean, what uh, what stands out to you about Thomas Robinson?
1: I was watching him. He seems like a pretty good dunker, relatively. I don't know.
0: Absolutely and I mean it was a really physical presence uh definitely a guy who could uh you know get some rebounds could uh could score inside and uh you know coming out of college I mean he was a you know prominent player at Kansas had a uh, really awful tragedy uh, occur while he was in college had his uh both his grandparents and his mother died within, like, three weeks of each other. Yeah. It's a really uh, tragic situation, and I, I remember, you know, him getting a lot of attention both, you know, for that. I mean, of course, you know, tragedy in his life, but also his, uh, you know, stellar play in college that got him drafted so high. And, of course, he attended uh, Kansas, you know, a very prominent, uh, you know, basketball college. So, got a lot of attention in college, but really just uh, in the pros. I mean, you look at his numbers, even from his rookie year. I mean, it, it just, just wasn't there.
1: Yeah. I mean, he I mean, he scored some, and he rebounded some, but that was basically it.
0: Yeah, just never really able to get the kind of run that you would expect from a guy who was taken that high in the draft. I mean, the fifth overall pick to uh, come in his rookie year and average, you know, 15 minutes per game. It's, uh, it's on, on the low side, especially for someone who's, uh, you know, coming in as, you know, an established player at a at, you know, high college level.
1: Yeah, for sure. And um, he... He just didn't really show anything, and that's probably why he didn't get played that much.
0: Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's uh, you know an unfortunate uh, uh, NBA career path for, uh, for for Thomas Robinson, but um, and, and yeah, I mean certainly a missed opportunity there for uh, he was, for the Kings
1: um, taking um, one pick before um, Damian Lillard. So uh, yeah, and a couple of picks before Andre Robertson, Andre, <laughs> Andre Drummond, Terrence Ross, and Harrison Barnes, which are all. Probably better than him. All still in the league, so um, yeah, like yeah. everybody up to like Jeremy Lamb's all still in the league after him.
0: Yeah, that's that. I mean, it, it's interesting that we have both. We've talked about Sam Bowie already, and uh, now Thomas Robinson as well. That does uh, does really stick in your craw, I'm sure, for the uh, for the Kings, even for the uh, the uh, Cavaliers who uh, took Deion Waiters just one pick ahead of uh, Thomas Robinson. But yeah, going from uh, Thomas Robinson to uh, Damian Lillard one pick to the next that uh that's got to stay. yeah
1: um for sure and uh probably don't feel too happy about that
0: no definitely not so especially
1: uh, Andre Drummond's like that way higher too
0: of course so you'd much rather have Andre Drummond than uh Thomas Robinson I mean has contributed a lot more in his uh career to be sure But Thomas Robinson as we mentioned uh still playing overseas he's in uh Turkey now uh i not sure I would attempt to pronounce the name of the club that he's playing on in the uh, Turkish Basketball Super League yeah. at the moment. It's, uh, it's yeah, it's it's yeah. got got a bunch of characters I'm not uh, not terribly familiar with, but um, yeah, still playing his trade out there. So uh, you know, it's not impossible. You could see him back in the league at some point in the future. Although I, I certainly wouldn't uh, bet on it at this point. Obviously, I
1: mean, you're not really gonna, you don't really you not really bet on basketball games. still so. um.
0: That's true. I actually don't been on basketball games at all. All right, so let's move on. So, uh, I had him at uh, a power forward. Mills, who would you have at the 3? Uh,
1: well, um yeah. So, um I was thinking about the 3 a lot and um, because like I really want to get these couple of guys in at the um the guards and stuff and um, I came to a conclusion because this guy was taller than the guy that I was also thinking about for the 3 and um came to the conclusion of Danny
0: Ainge. Yeah, no, uh, Danny Ainge, I mean, you know, I think more a uh, point guard, shooting guard type in yes. his career. I, I appreciate your acknowledging that with uh, what you just said, setting that up. We actually talked about Danny Ainge a fair amount on our uh, episode where we talked about BYU. Of course, he made that squad. So uh, we can direct uh, direct you, listener, to uh, the BYU episode. To uh, We did a BYU
1: episode?
0: Oh man, well, yes. Uh, time has uh, has certainly uh, gone by since then, but yes, we did a BYU episode. We talked about Danny Ainge there uh, at some length. But uh, certainly, if there's anything else, if there's anything in particular you want to add about Danny Ainge here, uh, you're more than welcome to do so. So yeah,
1: um, if you really um, want to learn more about Danny Ainge, probably go check out our BYU, so, like he was saying. But um, yeah, just one-time All Star, two-time NBA champ, played with Celtics, Kings. Blazers and Suns. I mean, there's not that much more to say. We got, if you really want to learn more about him, you should probably go
0: check out a BYU episode. For sure. I mean, a really long career for Danny Ainge. I mean, clearly, uh, you know, has to have a spot on this team. It's uh, at the two for me as opposed to the three, yeah. but I mean, an absolute lock on the team. We had mentioned uh, Kyle Korver's 145 career playoff games. Danny Ainge, a playoff fixture, 193 career playoff games. You mentioned uh, his success uh, winning two NBA titles. But, uh, you know, part of a team that went on a bunch of deep uh, playoff runs. I mean,
1: yeah. in, in a few different Sons, spots. Suns, Blazers. Uh,
0: exactly. And, and obviously has gone on to a, a phenomenal career as an executive as well uh, with the Celtics. Uh, his the Jam. For a long time. Yeah. I mean, he's, that, that's his role within the uh, team structure. He might even be team president or something like that now. But he's the team decision maker.
1: Yeah. And
0: has been responsible for... Um, you know, a, a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff for the Celtics over the course of the year. So, yeah. Anyway, uh For the what, fourth or fifth time now, uh, go check out our BYU episode to, uh, <laughs> check to find out, out m- the BYU. more. We think about uh, Danny Age, but uh certainly a uh, a must on this team.
1: Yeah, actually, um, thirty first overall pick. So, um, yeah, just yeah. to um let you know, made really good on in that. case you were wondering. Like, um, he had he had Kyle Kuzma.
0: Yes, he—he I, I, <laughs> he being me. Uh, yes, had uh, had Cal Corver at the uh, at the three. So I think we're ready to uh, move on to the two. I had Danny Ainge and Mills. Who do you have at the two?
1: Well, um, yeah, I had. Um, I know you had guy. You had this guy at the one, but um, I had uh, Terry Rozier.
0: Yeah, can't argue with having uh, Terry Rozier on the squad. So uh, tell us a little bit about about Terry.
1: Well, um, he's twenty seven years old.
0: Well, that is uh, that is one thing about him. I mean, that, one one nice thing about recording this is that these guys are a very even uh, number of years old on this day.
1: Yes, it, it is true.
0: Uh, and, yeah, uh, so, uh, 20, 20, uh, 27 today for Terry Rozier, and he's off to a uh, a really good start this season, I would say.
1: Yeah, actually, I have been forgetting to mention the nicknames here. His nicknames are um, T-Row and Scary Terry.
0: Yeah, I've heard of both of those. Those are, I think, legit uh, Terry Rozier uh, nicknames.
1: Yeah, well, um, he's been very good, especially this year. I mean, averaging twenty point four points per game, getting one of those buzzer beaters. So, um, he he's been nice.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, look at the look at the shooting percentages for uh, for Terry Rozier this year. I mean, really taking a step forward, guy who was uh, you know came into the into the season at around a 40% shooter from the floor. I mean, granted, a lot of those difficult shots, Terry Rozier only uh, 6'1", 190, so he's having to work hard for these shots, getting uh, you know, long-distance looks or uh, or contested looks a lot of the time. But uh, this year, I mean, shooting more than ever, um, up to 48% from the floor and, uh, and and 43% from three. Now, I'm not saying that's going to sustain necessarily. He's a bit below that for his career as a shooter from, uh, from three, certainly. But um, – you know, certainly driving his uh, his early season success so far.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, hopefully he keeps it up. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm rooting for him. I mean, I, I don't know. It'd be cool to see the Hornets in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, part of an exciting group there with uh, Lamelo Ball, obviously, and uh, you know Devonte Graham. If you Paul, want to and, learn uh, more
1: about Lamelo Ball, you should probably check out our episode about only
0: him. About about Lamelo Ball, absolutely. You got to check that one out if you haven't already. But uh, yeah, Terry Rozier is certainly a, a useful piece of that uh, that Hornets squad right now. That's uh, you know, pretty exciting. I mean, generating a lot of attention, uh, you know, largely driven by LaMelo, but also driven uh, in part by Terry Rozier's terrific shooting this year.
1: Yeah, so. you were saying, like, last year, like, they're like nothing, basically. They're like one of the least known franchises in the NBA, but now, now look at them.
0: It's a, It's been a big turnaround, for sure. I mean, I, yeah, definitely uh, LaMelo ball-driven, but, uh, you know, having, uh, you know, Jason Hayward, Jason Hayward. Oh, my goodness. Gordon Hayward in the mix. My uh, baseball background uh, sneaking through there. Jason Hayward is a baseball player. Um, <laughs> Gordon Hayward uh, in the mix there, in addition to LaMelo and Terry Rozier uh, performing well. It's uh, it's looking good there in and, uh, and, and Charlotte at the moment. And, yeah. uh, definitely playoff uh, bid could be uh, in the offing. As you mentioned, I had Terry Rozier at my uh, point. At the point for me, obviously, could play either there or shooting guard uh, in, in real life. Mills, let's talk about who you had. Point guard.
1: Well, I had a guy that you might not know about. His name is Clyde Mays.
0: No, you did not. You had Willie Somerset. <laughs> that's uh, that, that's who you had at, uh, at the point. And tell us a little bit about Willie.
1: Yeah, I mean, he came out NBA and um, averaged five point six points per game. By the way, he's seventy nine years old today. So um, yeah, happy birthday, seventy nine. Happy birthday to you. We're very
0: glad you're still with us, Willie Somerset, and, uh, uh you know, keep going strong.
1: Yeah, and um yeah, averaging five point six points per game and this year or um in his first year he played that was in like nineteen sixty five, so not not quite this year, but um mm. then um Do not play. He played in another pro league in the EBA and then he went to um this S.
0: That's the Emilio H- Basketball Association, right?
1: What?
0: That's the Emilio Basketball Association?
1: No, it's the HSM, and he went there for the on the a- ABA. I'm not sure what that stands for, but it's like a team-like thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: the, the, the abbreviation? Yeah. HSM is the uh, Houston Mavericks. That, that's the, the squad that he was on. So it should be mentioned that he transitioned from uh, after he played just that, those first couple of games in 65-66 uh, in the NBA, he made the transition to the ABA. And that's uh, where he did most of his damage. Yeah,
1: well, um, in the ABA, 21.7 points per game, 23.8 points per game, 23. 8 points per game, 23... That, that
0: was a partial seasons. It
1: <laughs> was 21.7 points per game, and
0: then. 23.8 uh, points per game. So, and yeah. could, could really fill it up the two years that he played in the ABA? I mean, no question about it. And uh, it's worth mentioning where this guy went to college.
1: He went to.
0: Duquesne. Duquesne. Yeah, he went to Duquesne, and uh, his size as well, really notable. I mean, there aren't that many guys who have been as small as Willie Summerson yeah, who have he, played in the league.
1: he was um, four
0: one. No, he's not four one. <laughs> he's 5'8", uh, 170, which uh, are dimensions that are uh, rather familiar to uh, this, uh, this speaker uh, right now. Uh, so yeah. uh, very impressive, obviously a very different league. Back then, a lot harder to make it. I'm sure, as a 5'8, you know, 170 guy right now. I mean, certainly it certainly was difficult for me uh, getting to the league. But um, uh, Willie Somerset, uh, you know, could really could really put up some numbers. Oh, I, I wonder mean,
1: why we haven't talked about you on the
0: podcast. Willie Somerset putting up, uh, you know, over 20 points per game in those two seasons uh, before uh, retiring to uh, become a uh, pharmacist. He was, uh, according to uh, Wikipedia. Uh, Named one of the most outstanding young men in America in uh, 1968, and uh, what? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> a
1: very pharmacist.
0: No, well, this is probably before he became a pharmacist. while well. he was still playing, but uh, obviously had a lot of promise even at, at that point. And uh, now a member of the uh, Duquesne uh, Hall of Fame, Pennsylvania Sports Hall of Fame, and the uh, Mercer County Hall of Fame as well.
1: Well, um, he probably deserves that, absolutely. to be honest. Um, yeah, and he was one a ta- one-time All-Star.
0: So, um, Should be mentioned, absolutely, an ABA All-Star in uh, 68-69. And
1: he wore um, three jersey numbers.
0: That's true. All right, so let's take a, uh, take a break here uh, now that we've been through our uh, starting lineups. We'll come back in just a moment, and uh, we can discuss a couple of the guys who were born on this day. And we're back to uh, continue our discussion of uh, players born uh, March 17th. We've been through our starting lineups now. I'm going to mention a few other guys. There are only uh, 12 who were born on this date. We've discussed, uh, I think, uh, six of them so far. Seven of them so far. And uh, let's
1: uh, – <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> just give me a
0: look. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Let, let's get to the last – one? Let's
1: Thomas All right. So, so
0: let, let's talk about Chris Copeland. This guy was in the league just a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. Copeland. Broken broke as a 28-year-old with the Knicks. Uh, went on to play a couple more years That's in the old. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it took him a while to get uh, get to the NBA, but uh, finally did so after uh, coming out of Colorado. Um, and has played a bunch overseas. Has played uh, played in the D League and uh, then known as the D League and and in Europe prior to getting over to the Knicks and has gone uh, and has gone back now playing over in uh, Spain. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Chris Copeland.
1: Yeah, well, um, first of all, if somebody is listening that did something about basketball reference or knows the guy who makes basketball reference, you've gotta mention that. Cause on Wikipedia it says that his nickname is the X Factor. And it doesn't say it in a basketball reference. So if he if you know basketball reference people, tell them.
0: And uh, the X Factor. Very cool nickname.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Gotta get that. And um, yeah, so um played a couple of years, wasn't that good and um, retired.
0: And well, he, he didn't really retire. I mean, he's uh, he's gone on to continue to play overseas. I mean, he's had, you know, a basketball uh, life, you know, uh, ma- making his way from, uh, you know, Europe to, uh, you know, the, uh, to the league and, uh, and back to Europe.
1: Yeah, so um, Still playing he's am pretty loops.
0: happy. Absolutely. And uh, one, one particularly notable thing about Chris Copeland, he was part of uh, one of the better Knicks teams of uh, recent memory, that, uh, that 2012-13 uh, Knicks team. They they went uh, 54 and 28, so really good year for the Knicks.
1: And um, Atlantic Division champions, because probably probably helped them with their coach there.
0: Absolutely, and uh, you know you wouldn't necessarily expect this from a guy who uh, averaged 5.8 points per game over the course of his uh, career, and uh, just averaged 12.3 minutes, but actually had uh, one real moment of uh, of of glory in the NBA when he uh, scored his career high 33 points. In, uh, wow. in, in a game at the end of the season uh, against the Hawks. This was uh, one of those classic, uh, you know, rest everybody games and just let the uh, let the bench guys uh, go to work. But Chris Copeland, 14 of 29 from the floor in an NBA game with 33 points. Got got to give it up.
1: Yeah, um, great job by him. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I thought so. Earl Barron with uh, 18 rebounds in that game as well. So uh, definitely notable for, uh, for a couple of different reasons.
1: Great job, Earl.
0: Yeah, I thought so as well. Uh, let's also talk about uh, Jeremy Pargo. Now, uh, he's one of the other guys who uh, played played some decent time in the NBA, has also played a ton overseas. Uh, any thoughts on uh, Jeremy Pargo? Of course, his brother, Gennaro, also played in the uh, in the NBA. Yeah,
1: he did go to Gonzaga, so that's something to say. And, um, he's you, actually, he, to... he was
0: actually a big-time player at, at Gonzaga. I believe he was oh. on the cover of uh, Sports Illustrated at one point, so definitely a big part of what they were doing at Gonzaga. And this was, you know, during a period of time where Gonzaga was a very prominent uh, school program. Pretty it ha- has been for the last uh, probably 15 years, but prior yeah. to that, it, it was not a
1: Actually, stuff. so if you haven't taken the Gonzaga episode, you should probably do that. But um, after this, BYU and Gonzaga, just watch it back to back I listen to it.
0: Yeah, I don't think we got into uh, Jeremy Parker too much in that episode, if memory serves.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. But um he um he had uh, he has the sixth longest break between NBA games and it's like six years, three hundred and sixteen days between two games. Um playing in twenty twelve with the Sixers and then playing in um in twenty nine twenty nineteen, twenty twenty season with the um with the Warriors. So um didn't play for a really long time there, but um yeah.
0: Yeah, another guy who's lived a real uh, basketball life. You know, I mean, uh, working his way through the college ranks at Gonzaga, of course, and then uh, you know making a start in the in, in the league at, uh, at age twenty-five, but playing a whole bunch overseas and uh, having a lot of success overseas too. I mean, I know he uh, had a ton of success with uh, Maccabi uh, Tel Aviv at one point. Is now back in, in Israel, is uh, huge international club that's uh, based in uh, Tel Aviv, Israel. But uh, beyond that, I mean. You know, has just had some some tremendous individual uh, success as well. I mean, a four-time Israeli League champ uh, with uh, uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv, and um, now back on uh, Maccabi Rishon LeZion, I think. But has uh, also won the uh, Israeli League Cup. I mean, has just had, had a terrific, uh, terrific career overseas, and uh, you know, you, you, we only see little bits of it peeking through here in the NBA. But Jeremy Pargo has done a great job for himself.
1: Yeah, feel good for him.
0: For Sure, now could you say the same of uh, of Clyde Mays, another of uh, the players born on this day through NBA history?
1: Um, well, I actually could because um, he did manage to get some buckets in the league,
0: yeah. Clyde Mays, uh, uh 22nd overall pick back in uh, the 75 NBA draft, uh, played a bit with the uh. Milwaukee Bucks, with the uh, Indiana Pacers, with the Buffalo Braves, with the Blazers. Uh, not too much uh, in the way of NBA action, just 47 uh, games overall. but it's um, something. Yeah, certainly played in the NBA and uh, went on to a uh, international career as well, playing in Italy, uh, France, and Spain uh, over birthday. the course of about a decade. Happy
1: birthday
0: to Clyde Miles. To, to Clyde Mays, yes, out Clyde of uh, Furman, Furman University, 68 years old today. Happy to uh, report that he is still with us at least as uh i think everybody that we're talking
1: about is
0: sadly that is uh that is not quite the case as we uh transition to uh, the last couple of guys here we're talking about bobby croft now uh He, um, he sadly has uh has left us
1: well um he he was um, a couple days. This was um, on March twenty third, twenty fourteen, that he um, unfortunately passed away. So six days from now um, will be his um, death anniversary. So um, probably I'm um, celebrate that by by um, doing an episode about it. But uh, yeah, he um, he did something in the league. I guess played three seasons.
0: Um. Well, actually, he played one season. It was one of those oh, classic uh, split season situations. Played in the ABA. Uh, just in the '70-'71 season, I uh, got 62 games in there. Yeah, fairly fairly nondescript, but I uh, did manage to pick up a, a classic uh, Bobby nickname uh, in the process.
1: Yep, uh, Bob Linnear.
0: Well, <laughs> the nickname is Bob, according to uh, Basketball Reference.
1: <laughs> Bob Lanier.
0: Uh, yes, Neil's uh, eager to get a Bob Lanier reference in there. Uh, let's also mention uh, before we uh, are done. Let's mention Pat Dunn yeah well it's actually somebody. maybe we should do it Don because like to finish the episode so let's do like i I, I i know what i'm doing here uh so uh, <gasps> pat, pat on, dunn sadly uh has been uh has been dead for quite some time uh, passed away in 1975 uh at age 44 certainly uh tragic uh tragic age to uh, to lose your life uh just got in a little bit of run with uh with the philadelphia warriors back in uh
1: 57
0: 58. he a- did any thoughts on uh, on, on pat Dunn?
1: I mean, you can't say that much about him, but um he did play a little bit in the league and um give him credit for it.
0: Absolutely. And uh yeah, and, and we were speculating a little bit about what that L might stand for. It's uh it's kinda of, kinda of hard to find uh find much. Yeah, about it's his on
1: but. Wikipedia, Patrick L Don. to the basketball reference, Patrick L. Don. So um I'm really thinking what could that L stand for? Leonardo? Yeah.
0: So if you have any uh any, any info on that subject, uh, feel free to hit us up at Bernards on the NBA at gmail.com. We'd love to know uh, what Pat <laughs> Patrick Dunn's uh, middle name was. And finally, uh, let's mention uh, Steve Bucknell. Now, this guy is having a heck of a day.
1: Yeah, I mean, 55 <laughs> years old.
0: woo 55 years old, born in London, England, uh, much like uh, yours truly. Um, play, played at uh, UNC, so a big-time uh, college basketball program. Didn't end up doing that much in the NBA, just uh, 18 games. He actually
1: did. It wasn't that long ago that he played.
0: Yeah, back in uh, the 89-90 season, so, uh, you know, kind of a swingman size, uh, you know, 6'6 guard out of UNC, kind of like Jordan.
1: <laughs> but I uh, didn't quite have the same
0: career that, uh, that Jordan went on to. Oh,
1: yeah, uh, it was very
0: similar. Uh, played in a bunch of uh, spots in Europe, uh, played in, uh, in, in Greece and in France and Italy, as well as uh, in his native country of the, the United Kingdom. And uh, went on to uh, to coach a, a British basketball league franchise as well, the uh, London Capital.
1: Yeah, and um, fortunately, he is um, still with us today.
0: Yes, uh, turning fifty five on this very day. Yes. So um, with that, we've uh, we've covered all uh, all twelve players, at least uh, in in some uh, level of depth, uh, who were born on uh, March seventeenth. Mills, uh, any additional thoughts on on these guys? maybe we'll just run down our teams one more time before we wrap it up.
1: Yeah, so um, not much, but um, I have Sam Bowie at center, Kyle Korver at power forward, Danny Ainge at small forward, um, Terry Rozier at shooting guard, and Willie Somerset at point guard.
0: And I had uh, Sam Bowie at center, Thomas Robinson at power forward, Kyle Korver at small forward, Danny Ainge at shooting guard, and Terry Rozier at point guard.
1: Yeah, so um. I think that'll
0: wrap it up. Yeah, that'll do it for uh, for this uh, this episode. We uh, look forward to uh, bringing you another one uh, along similar lines. Yeah. Hopefully, in the next few days, here we will try to get back to a more regular schedule with this uh, uh, new focus. Uh, and uh, in the meantime, uh, feel, please feel free to uh, reach out to us. As I mentioned, in the email address uh, moments ago. I'll repeat that here: uh, Barnards on the NBA at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter at uh, Barnards on NBA. Barnards on NBA.
1: Barnards on the. That's right. It's uh, oh.
0: too long uh, to have DD in there. Okay. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for joining us and uh, we will uh, talk to you next time.
1: Bye.